Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. No, yeah, like whatever. I think it was just the more compelling thing was the thing he said about Bud Light. Um what, what? What? Wait, did you not see that? No. no. <laughs> no he said he said he'd play for like league minimum and like a lifetime supply of Bud Light. Oh. You didn't see that? Damn it. I wish he had said Miller Light. I feel like then... you're lying. Sugar Rask Bud Light. I'm Googling it to make sure, but I heard it. Yeah. Could Rask cost the Bruins only $250,000 in endless Bud Light supply? <laughs> Bruise and Burns podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. The NFL is back and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Bet just $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited offer now. You heard right, DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odd boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game that's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Chris, take it away. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 76 of season two of the Brews and Bruins podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards, a podcast that Drew's dad once said was a tough listen, um, featuring just me and Drew today. Um, oh, yeah. And we have my favorite guest, Kat Silverman. How you doing, Kat? I'm doing good. I, I thought you were going to leave me out entirely. Just me and Drew. I was like, I'm, I'm right here. We, we no, just those, wanted those you here my... for the call. We wanted a live viewer. <laughs> those, those little head fake. Um, oh, she's taking pictures now. Um, Absolutely. That's why Drew, I posed. I was just smiling. I was like, <laughs> you smiled. Chris did not. <laughs> I opened a beer. Drew, uh, what are you drinking? Uh, let's see. I got some water here in a Bruins uh, bottle. Very festive. Um, I have an empty ginger ale and a half full ginger ale. Um, 
So it's I have really the remnants of a kind bar. I I got really drunk at the Red Sox game last night and can't really <laughs> drink right now. So it's so I'm gonna cut the line here a little bit because that's a good transition into the beer that I have, which I think if you combined all of the things that you just uh, said would taste pretty much like what this beer is. I have a Michelob <laughs> Ultra. Honestly, I've been drinking the so my parents don't drink anymore, so the, it's just like the remnants of what they have left, and. There's a case of Michelob Ultra, so I've kind of been drinking them slowly over the course of the last couple of weeks. And honestly, if you blind taste tested me with this with like some different kinds of seltzer waters, I honestly don't know if I could tell you that this was a beer 100%, not being hyperbolic there. So we're going to give this a try. Yeah, uh, it's mostly just like a beer aftertaste. There's no, there's no <laughs> real flavor of beer in there. So, uh, drinkability, it's going to be a 37 because you can drink it, definitely drink it. Um, tasteability, I'm going to go with a lowly one because you really, you, just the hint of taste give, it pulls it up from a zero. Jesus. <laughs> What an endorsement for Michelob Ultra. Hey, we're a Miller Lite podcast, Miller Lite so podcast. <laughs> I shouldn't be touting Michelob. I don't know if Miller Lite knows we're a Miller Lite podcast. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're social they're media. Social media. <laughs> uh, Kat, do you have anything? I do. Um, I didn't realize that one of us would be teetotaling tonight, so I was like, oh, I, I have to actually drink. Um so I bought this can or this giant case of a Malibu Splash. It's um, the closest thing I can equate to being an underage high school drinker of the like actual alcoholic of of alcoholic beverages right now. Um, this is a pineapple and coconut one. Um, it it kind of tastes like if somebody tried to make a a white claw but a pina colada. Um, which isn't too bad. Pina um, White Clawda. Pina White Claw. Yeah, that's the whitest thing I think I've ever said. Um, that's the name I of the episode. Pina White Clawda. <laughs> <laughs> I bought these for the uh, all-time low concert that I went to. Um, I think it was like three weeks ago, maybe two at this point. Time's a blur. Um, it was a Sunday night. My daughter had school the next morning. Um, so I naturally sent her to her grandparents, um, told them that she was their problem and drank a ton of these before going to the concert. I uh, felt really old listening to a band that I last saw in 2007. Um, these actually taste pretty good um, in like a really shameful kind of way. Uh, <laughs> I would say drinkability's probably like a 35. There's, there's a little strength to it. I think it's a little too sweet to have too many um taste is like a solid 24 okay i mean it tastes pretty good it's it tastes like a case that i bought for seven dollars but a good case that i bought for for seven dollars so solid seven dollars spent solid seven dollars spent exactly all right well uh off the top we have some really important news from bruins land it's that Tuka Rask wants to play for the Bruins. <laughs> uh, 
yeah he he came out and reiterated i don't i think there was an interview um i didn't read the the article that logan wrote but we like logan mullen here um actually friend of a friend by the way um i don't know if i've mentioned this to you cat but uh like one of nate's one of nate's friends in the music production world like knows logan and i was just like hanging out with nate one time what a small world and he's just like, hey, do you know, like, this guy, Logan Mullen, who works for uh, Nesson at all? And I was like, I mean, I don't know him, but, like, <laughs> for sure know who he is. Um, but, yeah, the uh, Tuca said that he doesn't care about money and uh, his home. Boston basically just quoted the Standells and said, Boston is my home. Um, big, big, dirty water guy. Uh, any any takeaways from that? Um really good to hear because i thought he was going to toronto uh back to his old stomping <laughs> grounds <to> the team <laughs> the team that drafted him um no yeah like whatever i think it was just the more compelling thing was the thing he said about bud light um what 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 wait did you not see that no, no. he said he said he'd play for like league minimum and like a lifetime supply of bud light Oh. You didn't see that? Damn, I what? wish he had said Miller Light. I feel like then... you're lying. Could Rask Bud Light. I'm Googling it to make sure, but I heard it. Yeah, could Rask cost the Bruins only $250,000 and endless Bud Light supply? <laughs> I feel like that's an onion. That's from Jimmy article. Murphy right there. That's... Oh, there, yeah. Boston Glow. Uh... No, he, he, had, he had said it. I know he had said it. I trust you. I trust you on this completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was someone asking the question. He's like, "Yeah, exactly." In free Bud Lights, and like you know, asking him if he'd do the league minimum. Does Adrian so. Dater work for the, the Bruins now? <laughs> hey, you ever just say like, "Hey, uh, just like fuck it, just just drink some beers," you know? I think uh, I think he he saw how successful Kucherov was with that interview, and maybe he's like, you know, if I drink Bud Light, we can we can go all the way. We might win. Yeah, Bud Light, the key to Stanley Cup. Who'd have thought? I feel like at this point, I I feel pretty good. I feel like at this point, uh, Tuka's just kind of trolling all the people who uh, who like to complain about him. which is like half of the Boston fan base, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. What what else can he possibly say to win people over at this point? He's in like, he's at the point where he feasibly could retire. There's a chance that he will retire. Um, I don't think he will. I think they'll probably bring him back midway through the season, but he could, and there would be nothing wrong with that. Um, and people are still complaining about him. And I think at this point, he's just kind of messing with them because he's he's got like a very low-key good sense of humor. He's extremely funny. And Turns out most people from Boston don't though. <laughs> <laughs> they they don't get very dry humor. He's he's very funny and they think he's not. And I, I don't know. I feel like it's tired at this point, but if he wants to keep giving interviews talking about how much he loves Boston and then have like Bobby lots of numbers go on Twitter and complain that he's not giving his all because he's recovering from an injury at a normal timeline instead of 
jumping back into it with like his side stitched shut. I mean, they can they can complain. It's whatever. Taco Rask should be spending less time focusing on making jokes and spend more time stopping pucks. I did go back through my Twitter last night, by the way, uh, looking through old interactions on Twitter dating back to last July um, and found an interaction between, I think it was like me, you, Chris, and then like, it might've been Matt Porter or someone. Bobby Lotsa numbers. And yeah, no, we were... (laughs) we were making fun of the Bobby lots of numbers. And I think exactly what you just said is what you typed out. So I think you spelled it as taco rask too. Just, just recycling so, old material. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> it's a long off season. We have to, we've, we've had to go back a full year. We're now. digging. We're to digging be fair, here. Bruins fans have been recycling old material for a decade. So Whew. yeah. Uh, On that note. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much to say about this. I mean, uh, I don't think Tuca is going to sign for the league minimum if if like Pittsburgh no. is floundering and kind of on the edge of a wild card spot, but their goaltending is like the worst thing about them. And I think they would probably uh, have something to say about that. Um, I think if they offered Tuca a bunch of money, I don't think he would balk at leaving especially if the return isn't so certain um i i I think it's a smart posturing move on tuga's part because he knows he's kind of forcing the hands of cam neely and don sweeney to you know if they don't resign a mid-season then they look bad Mm -hmm. um because they're you know they just let chara walk last off season so um those kinds of things are, are PR exercises and I'm sure he's smart enough to know that, but um, yeah, I mean, if things are not going well in goalie land, um, yeah, you give Tuka a shot cause he's great. Um, who knows if the injury recovery is going to be, you know, bring him back to hundred percent of what he was before, but if things are bad in goal, which they absolutely could be, um then yeah why why not give him a shot i feel like the goalie market this year was it was just kind of bananas and there wasn't a whole lot to pick from and so naturally every team picked from somewhere um instead of sticking with what they had they all kind of recycled the same 10 or 15 guys and nobody stayed with the one that they already like nobody stayed with the mediocre goalie they knew they all went with the mediocre goalie they didn't um which surprise surprise I think means that a lot of teams are gonna find themselves kind of scrambling later this year because a whole slew of top tier goalies has kind of retired at this point um with all due due respect to Henrik Lundqvist um (laughs) but no I think uh there will be plenty of opportunity for him elsewhere if he wants to go somewhere else. Um, I don't think any of those opportunities are going to be fun though. Like I think there are going to be a lot of teams that are sitting right on the bubble for a reason um, that are desperately going to need someone who's not like a Matt Murray type, although he's not going to be right on the bubble. They're gonna, he's going to be at the bottom. Um, I think like the flyers signed Martin Jones. That's not anything I'd, 
be confident about. That's a, they have Carter Hart trying to bounce back. Nine out of 10 doctors recommend not signing signing Martin Jones (laughs) as the veteran leader for Carter Hart. So that's a thing that happened. Uh, So, you know, there's signings like that. Auntie Ranta and Frederick Anderson, two very injury prone guys are the only two goalies of note in Carolina right now because they got rid of their good prospects. They sent him to to Detroit, excuse me. So I think Carolina is going to be a bubble team that badly needs a goalie. Philadelphia could be a bubble team. They they never seem to know what they're doing. Uh, they probably are going to need a goalie. They go through like nine a year. Um, Pittsburgh, like you said, that's a team that has no confident goaltending, no consistency in goal to speak of. A um, couple of the Central Division teams, I think Dallas has like 10 guys signed and none of them are a sure bet for next year. So they could need someone. Uh, I think this is the Ottinger year. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgive you. No, I, if I'm Tuca, I don't, I don't sign with any of those teams. That's not going to be a fun ride. That's going to be an early first round exit. Um, and if he wants to go spend a couple months making an extra, you know, a couple hundred thousand to play backup to to someone else on a team that's going to be a first round exit he might but he said it's not about the money at this point so i don't know i think uh i'd also say like andre vasilevsky gets hurt like something yeah that's situation that's a team that kind of needs it um who do they have as their backup this year i should know that no idea they they rotate through. I think last it was Curtis McElhaney. That's not anybody I really that's literally be not anybody. On. That's you'd be nice to <laughs> Curtis McElhaney. That's a really sweet boy. Um, <laughs> no, I think there are a couple of good teams that maybe could use him. Um, but I don't know. I think if anything, Boston could use a third guy because they they had three or they had two good young goaltenders and then they added. Linus Olmark and got rid of one of their good young goaltenders. So I really don't think they they would be hurting if they added him into the mix. Yeah, I, we'll I think it I think it's Boston or bust for him. I don't think he really goes anywhere else. Actually, I found a quote that uh, Evan Marnofsky tweeted out, and he uh, said he, actually, he got it from uh, the Greg Hill show. Um, but the quote was from Rask on winning with the uh, Bruins core. We've played our entire careers together, and I feel like it would be a shame to go somewhere and try to chase something dollar-wise or trophy-wise when you have a chance to finish your career with the same group you started with. So it even seems like, you know, it's not just money, but it's even like the cop. He's just like, died. the same group he started with my friends. Is, now, is now Bergeron and Marsha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was, uh, uh, was Krejci. Uh, well, that's, I mean, Krejci kind of walked back to the team. I mean, he... He went back to the team that he started with. I I can maybe see Rask doing that. I know that Finland's had oh, a bit of a goalie carousel this year. Yeah, going back and finishing with uh with Ilves over in over in Finland. Yeah, I I guess like minor news out of there for Krejci was that he kind of uh I don't say silenced rumors about returning to Boston at any point, but at least this season kind of said like, hey, I'm. I'm here to do this thing here and I'm here for the whole season. I signed a contract and whatnot, even though the season ends before the, uh, before the uh, Stanley cup playoffs, but um, we'll find out. 
but then he has to be on call in case they restart the season. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those jobs. I don't know. I've never been on call at work. I don't think I have either. I have. It's not super fun. Yeah, it sounds like... So do you get paid for the time you're on call? Um, so it depends. Uh. I have not, I'm not a doctor, so no. Well, um, we're not talking about that. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure you get paid for that. Yeah, you definitely get paid for that. No, I, uh, I've i been on call where I had to, mo- most notably, uh, I don't remember. I think I came on the podcast after I did this. I, uh, I paced my friends for an overnight 32 kilometer race in the mountains. Um, I don't, I paced I don't the know last what kilometers <laughs> are. Uh, it was like a little under at full marathon get, so get like your, 25 miles 24 miles something like that get the canada measurements out of here be nice <laughs> and i i paced them for the last 14 kilometers which was supposed to be 8.78 miles um ended up being close to 16 or 17 kilometers so like 10 or 11 miles at three o'clock in the morning and one of them was supposed to work the next day from 12 to 4 and had run the whole thing so I was put on call. I had to wake up at like essentially nine o'clock and sit there until I got confirmation that he had dragged his carcass into work and like was not going to die. Um, And then once I got the all clear that I didn't have to go in, um, I was off for the rest of the day, but I've had to sort of be on standby. And it's not, it's not super fun because you can't commit to anything, but it's also kind of fun because you don't have to work during that time so you can sit there and i don't know be a vegetable that's what i did by the way that the conversion is 1.6 kilometers to a mile and I thank you wa- drew i 100 percent know what the conversion is <laughs> no i feel like it's been a slow week um it's been kind of uh, other than the women's worlds that's that's been exciting and kind of fun i don't know if you guys have been watching any of that um no that's following um, along yeah, I mean, I've followed it. I just haven't, I don't want to say I haven't had time for it because that's disingenuous. I've had plenty of time for it. It's just more like the time that the games are on is weird with like what I want to be doing and like my parents uh, occupy the TVs for most of the day. So he who has watched 32 movies in August. <laughs> 32, very, very light estimate there. I think I'm at 36 now. I thought we got that count Whoa. like two days ago. <laughs> it's the twenty. It's the twenty fifth. Yeah, we're having we're a, a big, solid like two a big movie month per day. Here. Big month, big big month. <laughs> no, uh, Drew, have you gotten to watch any of the women's worlds? Any of the highlights? I have not. No. Oof, not even the highlights. There've been some really good things, like some really good highlights. goals. I've watched the highlights at least. Just Hillary sure Knight people, is now. People know that I'm a better person than Drew. <laughs> yeah, I, I I catch what I like on Twitter sports. Other than like the Bruins, every sp- all the sports knowledge I have is just like, oh, there's this football highlight on Twitter, yay! Um, like it, yeah. So good story, Drew. Thank you. <laughs> That's getting cut. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, um, I have been watching very attentively. Now, nah, Hillary Knight uh, has now recorded the most goals at the women's world championships uh in the history of the women's worlds um which is kind of cool um i believe she 
scored it against Russia, maybe, or I guess it's the. It was definitely against Russia or whatever they're calling Russia because she scored the tying goal against Finland. Yeah. And so she now has a, she's fourth in points all time behind a Cami Granado, Jaina Hefford, and Haley Wickenheiser, who uh, Haley Wickenheiser has 86 points. Hillary Knight has 77. I don't know how she'll necessarily surpass that. Wait around for um, the next one. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, I feel like that's going to be a hard one to uh, to pass. But uh, Brianna Decker uh, has 65 points. She's fifth all time, right below Hillary Knight. And I believe she... She assisted the goal, which makes her the all-time U.S. assist leader, which I think gets a little more specific in the in the records, um, which is still nice. But uh, Hillary Knight being like the all-time scorer is kind of cool because she's, I would argue, the the biggest name, at least in U.S. women's hockey. Uh, yeah. She's she's probably the biggest household name, so I think that's kind of cool. Um, she's still pretty did, young, isn't she? Um, I feel like we say that, but I think she's around our age, if not a little older. So she's, okay, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's in our 30s. Oh, if she, if she's, she's around 30, my age, she's, she's pretty young then. She's got plenty of time left. Yeah, saying, and that's, I mean, that's always kind of tough uh, in women's sports, just because there are some women who can play sports until they're into their 40s and some, it, the wear and tear just kind of, you hit your peak a little younger than some of the men do and you start to drop off a little earlier um i'd say she probably sells another couple another couple worlds in her um i don't know if she has nine more points at the worlds in her but i'd be delighted if she proved me wrong to become uh to become the all-time points leader that'd be kind of cool yeah i'd be down for that (laughs) that felt real flat you're, you're not gonna USA. find any resistance what, what were you were you looking for us to be like now uh i i think, <laughs> I think she shouldn't <laughs> it's i always it's kind of frustrating watching the women's world at this time of year because this is kind of like that dead zone uh where there's not a whole lot go i mean there's i guess there's preseason football um yeah don't watch preseason football please no, I I don't. Um, and I, what else is there right now? Baseball. Baseball. I guess I went Drew, to the Sox Drew was at the game last night. Drew was right. a really a really interesting game to go to, where he got the whole, really the, the whole experience of being a Boston Red Sox fan in 2021, where roller coaster really got to see the uh, bullpen show its true colors. Mm-hmm. And uh, the starter too. Very, I think he he came in with like a forty six ERA because math. He's he's had like three starts, gave up however many runs, and kept getting pulled early. That it averaged. I didn't out. even see who the starter was. What? I don't. I don't Yikes. even know his name still. Yikes! But yeah, so I I can't mock ERA. I I can't even laugh at that because I. I know I was sitting there last yeah, night. What would your I, ERA be, Cat? Well, no, my my <laughs> my, my hometown team. My hometown team uh, is the Baltimore Orioles, since I am from Towson, Maryland, and uh, they are now. It's it's hard to say that. 
the Baltimore, like it's hard to argue that the Baltimore Orioles are like one of the most tragic baseball teams over the last, what, five to 10, 20, 30 years. I don't know. They're, they're bad. And this year they're bad even by their standards. So I think they've lost something like 12, 20, I don't know how many games in a row now they're, I think they're, they're the worst team in 19 or 20, 19 or 20 at this point, depending on is, tonight, which is horrific. Uh, they're yeah. So my roommate like delightedly came home and was like, Hey, did you know that the Baltimore Orioles are even worse than the diamondbacks? I was like, I, I could have told you that that's, they're always bad. Mm-hmm. There's no part of me that cares about the Baltimore Orioles because they make it very hard to care about them. So that's probably a good thing. Um, oh, Drew, the, the starter was Tanner Houck, Um and he's pretty good. Oh uh, yeah. 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 There's this whole point where I was like, like I was sitting with my dad at the game. I was like, Oh, because <laughs> it's h-o-u-c-k yeah, it's, a, it's a tough name um yeah he's pretty good he's it was, a, it was he's funny a, when i was drunk uh, he's a three four three ara so he's not uh as hapless as as maybe you thought um i don't know i just heard he had a 46 or something maybe it was like 4.6 <laughs> it was probably 4.6 whoever told me probably didn't see the decimal point be pretty uh, i don't know how many, how much he's pitched this year but he was 0-3. I know he was 0-3 going in, but okay. that doesn't tell you how many games he pitched. Yeah, well, he had three earned runs and 4.2 innings pitched, and he still has a 3.43 ERA, so I don't think he had a bad ERA before that. Maybe he had a 4.6. No, because that would have... <laughs> I don't... Look, I don't know how it works. This is why I am a journalist. I get paid to ask you mean the experts the questions. <laughs> what? I said, do you mean you don't know how ERA works or how math works? Because I can't figure it out here. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's good. That's real good. Except I know that 1.6 kilometers is a mile. <laughs> do you know how many centimeters are in an inch? No. Um, Isn't it like two or three? It's 2.54. Oh, I was technically oh, correct. Close to pi, which is 3.54. You averaged my answers. I was correct. Um, I don't know what I was saying. Uh, hook, Not guy. a lot. Oh, uh, I don't know his first name, but Gordon's his last name, number one on the twins. Um, it was like the first inning, and he oh, was Nick like... Gordon. He's uh, yeah, Nick D. Gordon's Gordon, little yeah. brother. Yeah. Um, he... Uh, <laughs> he uh, was like kind of looking up into the crowd and we were right by like we were fourth row and then one section over from the dugout so you can kind of see in there he looked over and i just like for some reason i was like like what's up bro with a little nod and he nodded back and i was like oh my god he's my favorite player now he knows who i am what, what are we looking at cam, cam is like cam is at a baseball game right now, by the way. He's at the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, game. he's at the Orioles game. Yeah, he's at the Orioles game. Speak nice. of the devil. Um, because I very graciously okay. showed him that I'm him today. Um, and he showed me that he is you. at the Orioles. So it's all it's all coming full circle. Oh, you here. really did get me like mid opening beer. I do not. I look did. Good yeah. In this picture. <laughs> I haven't seen said image, but that's okay. I'm sorry. I sent it to a, I sent it to Cam and then figured I'd send it to Chris so that I knew Cam didn't <laughs> so that Cam didn't gloat to Chris that he got something that Chris didn't. 
that wouldn't know. be it. <laughs> that's not a thing, Chris. That's not a thing Cam ever does. Um, Cam just gets really offended when you don't say hi to him. So yeah, which was Drew. I don't know if they told you how sad Cam got. It's uh, very, very sad. Very petty. Very, very petty. Um, he arrived to the lake with Chris uh, a day before just filmosto did and so i said hi to him when he arrived sent him like a text said hey talked to him a little bit i think he and lancy arrived a day ahead of time and then the next day jess arrived and so i said specifically to chris oh say hi to jess and i guess cam got really upset that i said hi to jess and not to him <laughs> even though he has my number and i'd said hi to him literally the day before and like like actually upset or was he fake I, I he think wouldn't he was talk to joking. me for the entire day <laughs> so, I, I, so i think this requires a little backstory too because the way that i framed it was uh cat says hi just to you jess nobody else <laughs> well now i know all that i said was hi jess <laughs> didn't intentionally leave lancy and well so and i Anna. I didn't it. know that you had been texting Cam on the side saying hi. Even though he's every he morning, every morning, it's every just morning hi. I send, every morning, <laughs> morning, I send a text Cam. to Cam, except just, for that day. You just have to to tame his ego. Jesus. <laughs> he waited until it had to have been like 10 p.m. my time. So very, very late where you guys were. And then finally sent me a text with a picture of the back porch at the lake and said, gonna go chat with chris have any questions i was like hello cam <laughs> i was like i don't know what that means yeah, that's when i got ambushed. I, like, I don't know what that means i got i got a very serious talking to at that point about what <laughs> i'm so glad i was there for it were you there for that no i wasn't no i didn't go no no, which is good that i didn't because it was kind of like rough with my work schedule but then there was this whole covid scare uh which oh. i didn't wind up having covid and none of my family members did I? yeah that's good news thank god well but that's good that's very good news that that monday that you guys were there was a big oof yeah i mean also kind of a good thing that you weren't planning on coming because that would have probably just like fucked with the whole i thing literally would have had to turn around on the road like I would have been driving at the point that we learned. So that would have been even more disappointing. Yeah. Oh, I would, I could get there and just look through my car window like, hello, I'll just stay in there. I'll like sleep there. Stay <laughs> in the car the like the boy in the bubble. Yeah. Well, that we'll, would yeah bubble boy. Yeah. We'll toss you beers from a safe distance away. <laughs> uh, we got one minute and 12 seconds. Yeah. I figure now, now's a good time as as good a time as any to, shut it down um this has been super enlightening i'm really yeah we we really we did didn't I, I think people enjoy listening to this sure um the, the people listen to this podcast i i'm so grateful for them but also like what are you doing <laughs> i listen to this podcast <laughs> like, uh, okay so i'm talking to you now <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> you listen to my other podcast too it's even worse <laughs> Okay. Just trying to be supportive here. Just no, to be genuinely, sincerely, thank you to people who are listening. <laughs> this is the this is the off season. It's really wild that like there's nothing going on. We're just our 
our numbers are still good. Yeah, like, numbers are like great. People are sticking around for the offseason. Thank you. Like, we're still getting paid by DraftKings. Uh, shouts to them. Um, yeah, just wild times. Um, I'm <laughs> sorry I insulted people who are listening. <laughs> 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 <laughs>